This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to The Huddle Podcast. Today, we're talking about authenticity. This is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. Authenticity has been something really as long as I can remember that has been very important to me, that we as individuals are not selling out, but we're actually being who we really are as best we can. Our inward self is what people are seeing on the outside. You know, what some people do is they doll themselves up so that what people see looks very different from how they feel or perceive themselves, uh, from who they really feel that they are on the inside. And when we do that, we're not being authentic. We're being fake. We're being disingenuous. And for me, I've always found this to be a struggle, uh, sort of in a good way. Anytime that I am not being authentic, there's this little alarm that sort of goes off in my brain and says, hey, you need to stop what you're doing and you need to get real. And we live in a world that is fast-paced, where people are evaluating things faster than ever before. I mean, if you market any kind of product or you have a business, a nonprofit, a cause, any kind of organization, anything you want people to take a look at and evaluate in any way, you probably have a few seconds and then they are gone. You know, you probably did that with this podcast. Maybe this is the first episode you're listening to. And if you're still here, something caught your attention in the first few seconds. How many of us, when we're evaluating a podcast, would listen to the entire first episode? I mean, maybe if it was a five-minute episode. But get out. If it's 10-plus minutes long for an episode, or certainly if it's like a 30-minute long segment, we're not going to watch that whole thing. We do this all the time on Netflix as well. We go in, we pop something on Netflix, and in a couple of seconds, we go, yeah, no, let me go back. We hit the back button and look for something else. Now, Netflix has actually gotten to the point where on our Roku, my wife and I will go to the Netflix app, and when you just hover over a TV show, guess what it starts to do, right? It starts to play a little bit of that show or a trailer or some sort of segment from that show because Netflix knows that you're going to evaluate that show or that movie in just a matter of seconds. That's all it is. So we live in such a fast-paced world that many people feel the pressure to become someone else on the outside. And I want to tell you that is absolutely a devastating course of action for you to take. You know, you may have success in the short term. You may even have a a sort of long-term success, but you will pay such a price with your own peace of mind. You know, you will pay such a price for doing that. Uh, We see it I've seen it time and time again. People are pretending to be something else, but you can't keep up that facade forever. So authenticity, how do we become an authentic person? The first step is you have to know yourself deeply on a very intimate level. If you don't know yourself, then you have no idea how to project that out into the world. And by the way, I don't think there's anything wrong with projecting yourself out into the world, with putting your image out there, or, you know, as they say today, branding yourself. I think we all have to do that. But is your brand authentic to who you really are? Well, you know, first step, you have to know who you are. So some things that I recommend are journaling. That has been supremely effective in my life. Journals are amazing because 
you can share things in that journal. And if you do it in a safe way, okay, you could have an encrypted computer file like I do. I have my journal uh, encrypted uh, on, you know, on my computer. And, um, you know, I do that because I pour my heart out into my journal and I'm very real and very honest. And I say things, it kind of makes me shudder a little bit sometimes. Wow, that's how I really feel. That's dark. That's scary. And there are things that I wouldn't share with other people, but things I can let out in a journal. You can certainly do this in physical format as well. That's how I started with physical journals. And, you know, they have all sorts of, you know, journals that have locks on them. You can get a little, you know, safe with a key or a passcode or a finger swipe, and you can put your journal in there. Um, You know, I don't recommend just leaving your journal out for anybody to see because that's like, I, in my journal, I put, again, the most um, deep and real things into my journal. So anybody who steps into my journal, you're like stepping into my head, right? And it, it would certainly be scary for anybody to step into another person's head because we have just like a million thoughts. It seems like every single day that run through our head and some of them are really weird and bizarre, but being able to journal, you can sort of filter through those thoughts. I think about in the Harry Potter book series. Uh, if you haven't read the book series, there's a a bit of wizard technology uh, where you can actually pull thoughts out of your head and you can put it into this container, right? And then you can step back into those memories or those thoughts using um, this little container called a pensive. And that's really, for me, what a journal is. It's, it's, It's where I pour out all of my thoughts and then I sort through them. So journaling has been massively effective for me in getting to know who I am as a person. Another thing that has been so incredibly beneficial has been meditation. Now, if you're like me, you're almost sick of hearing people talk about meditation. Okay. Meditation can be overhyped. There are lots of different kinds, and it seems like everybody says they're doing some sort of meditation. Okay. All I mean by meditation is that you spend time intentionally with your thoughts, with yourself on a regular basis, that you set aside 10 or 15 minutes to just be with your thoughts. And uh, a lot of times the techniques that um, you know practitioners of meditation will recommend is to just sit down with your thoughts and just let your thoughts go by. Just let them float by like clouds and, and look at them, but don't judge them. Don't make any decision or determination about them. Um, just evaluate them as they as they sort of float by. I think this is a great way to get in touch with who you really are. And what I often do as a result of meditation is the third thing I, I recommend. So journaling is the first to get to know yourself. The second is meditation. The third thing that I'm going to recommend sounds a little crazy, but um, this is what I call self-coaching. And self-coaching is, again, something I've heard people talking about. I think it's becoming more more popular, or at least people are now openly discussing it. So self-coaching is um, where you sit down with yourself, okay, and you sort of project yourself out as if you were an external coach, okay? You were an external mentor, and you think about those problems, the things that you're, you're like, I'm not sure what to do. I don't know the answer. And you kick that over to this projection of yourself. Okay. It's all going on in your, in your head, by the way. And, uh, and that projection of yourself, which is your own personal coach, your self coach will give you advice. So you're giving yourself advice, but by projecting it 
into this sort of coach or mentor um, sort of entity, I find that I often come up with solutions or with comfort that I'm not really able to get when I'm just stuck fixated on my problem. So self-coaching has been uh, really helpful for me. And I, you know, I think you should give it a try as well and see what it does for you. Journaling, meditation, and self-coaching can all help you to get in touch with yourself. And one final thing uh, I'll say about this before I talk about projecting and that outward appearance. When you're doing self-coaching, one of the most um, beneficial um, habits that I have is to never, never allow myself to say, I don't know. You know, how many times a day do we say, I don't know. I don't know why I feel this way. I, I don't know what the answer is. Something's just got to give. I don't know why that person just won't get with the program, right? We say, I don't know so many times in our own head every single day. And when I'm self-coaching, I do not allow myself to land on I don't know. If I start to say I don't know, then I'll challenge myself. No, you do know. You do know. So think, okay? And I'm a little bit hard on myself in that in my self-coaching, but that's for me what I need. You might need a self-coach that extends more grace and compassion to yourself because you're way, 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 way too hard on yourself, okay? That may be your projection of a self-coach. But let me talk about the outward appearance now. And it, this is really very simple. You're putting your best foot forward. Once you know who you are, that best idealized self, that's the person that you want to put forth for other people to see and to judge, which they will, by the way. People, you know, people are constantly judging in little ways, in big ways. And really, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a part of who we are as humans to judge things, to judge that outward appearance. So when you are uh, projecting yourself out to the world, if you're doing it authentically, then you're not trying to fake it till you make it. You're not trying to appear as something that you are not. If you want a bunch of money in the bank, don't project this image that, oh, I just want to help people. Helping people is my life calling, okay? If helping people is your life calling, your most inward desire, great. If making a big pile of cash is your life's desire, your inward desire, project that. Because by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. What you choose to do with your money, uh, that's where we can you know, potentially get into trouble. Okay. Andrew Carnegie, most people know, you know, spend the first half of my life making money, spend the second half giving it all away. He was honest and real about his intention to make a pile of money. And then what he wanted to do with it was give it away to worthy causes and people and organizations. So be real about what you're projecting out there into the world. Get to know yourself and then put your best foot forward. And when you do this, you'll relieve so much cognitive dissonance because you're not trying to be somebody that you're that you're really not. You know, we put ourselves in a real bind when we start acting um, a certain way that is not in, in coherence with who we really are. When we start acting in a manner that's not true to who we really are or who we want to be or I, our, our ideal self. And so I challenge you to be a totally authentic person. It's so difficult in this day and age, but put yourself out there and let people evaluate who you really are not who you think people want you to be or who you think people will like. And I think what you'll find is that you'll find your tribe, you'll find your people if you're being real.
Okay, you'll find the people who align with your vision for the future, who align with your goals, dreams, and aspirations, your lifestyle. And then you found your people, man. You have found the the group that you can run with. You can encourage them. They can encourage you. And one last final thought here. I know you probably know this. This has become like a cliche uh, in our culture, but just a little bit of advice because it's so true. Okay, and just because we hear it all the time doesn't mean that we practice it all the time. Okay, if you try to please everybody, you typically end up pleasing nobody. So just be yourself, get to know yourself, and then project that out into the world. And I think you'll find it's far more rewarding than trying to be something or someone who is inauthentic. <laughs> 